Welcome to season two of Living in the Pages. I'm so glad you're here. This week we have Sawyer Bennett, New York Times bestselling author. We discuss her creativity in North Carolina, strong heroines, her trial lawyer career, and singing with the Marines. Hi. Hi. You are my first guest of 2019. Yay! Yes. Okay, now the pressure is on. <laughs> no, but I want to say Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you as well. <laughs> Are you a New Year's resolution kind of person? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so far, the writers I've talked to aren't. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> pretend to try. <laughs> no. It's, it, you know, I mean, I'm sure there was a point in my life where I did do that yes. uh, and probably just with repeated failure at those things. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to leave, you know, eat right. I'm going to give up chocolate. I'm going to do that. Yeah, no, never works really for the long term. (laughs) No, it doesn't for me either. No. I don't feel alone at all. (laughs) So do you live in North Carolina? Do I have that right? You do have it right. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Native North Carolinian, actually. Are you? I am indeed. I was born over on the coast of North Carolina and then kind of migrated towards the center of the state. Nice. Yeah. So you got super hit with the snow? Yeah. And we don't know what to do with snow here. Where are yeah. you at? Where are you at? I live in Minnesota. So we, oh, you know, you know what yeah, to we do with know. snow. I get mad because nothing shuts down ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish we could be snowed in. I, You know, the, the joke is, I mean, it's not a joke. I mean, we're a joke to the outside world, I know. I mean, a few flurries fall and literally everything shuts down. But we got seven inches here, and that's wow. significant. I mean, that is significant for us. And if you don't have all the equipment to deal with it. That's such a mess. Yeah. My daughter had a blast in it though. So I guess that's all that really matters. Good. Yeah. So what do you think about all the authors moving to North Carolina? You know, have you noticed that? I did not realize that was a thing until you just said that. But in hindsight, I have seen a lot of them deciding and we've already kind of got a um, quite a few here already. So I, North Carolina, particularly the area I'm in, Raleigh, is is wonderful. It really is. Because um, you're so close, you know, a couple hours from the mountains, a couple hours from the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's got, kind of got the best of everything. Something in the water. Is there more creativity there that I need to know about? You know, I don't know if that's it or not. I and mean, we got huge <laughs> mosquitoes. So oh. there's not, I mean, yeah, there's not, it's not all great. <laughs> It's like hot as Hades in the oh. summer. I can barely even go outside in the summer. So, well, some of my favorite people are there now, like Claire Contreras. I think Kennedy Ryan is also. All right, then maybe there is something here in the yeah, water. And a you few others about. I keep hearing, and I'm like, what is the deal? Everyone's going there. <laughs> so I was surprised to hear you're a native. Yeah. Well, I'm really interested to hear about your writing process um, and how you set out to write. Um, I was seeing that you write sweet romance and erotica and general women's fiction. Do you kind of, how do you fluctuate between those? You know, um, I, I didn't start off doing all those. Uh, some of those um, came a little bit later. I started off really just kind of, you know, writing general mainstream contemporary romance. And it kind of got steamier as I progressed when the market you know, we're sparing. Are those your pups? 
My dog, oh, I'm sorry. I am a huge dog person. Uh, <laughs> my, my smile is just going really big. Now he's hearing. a rescue dog, and he is like if someone comes to the door. I yeah. know he just heard someone, so he's having a fit. I love it. I'm so sorry. I love it. Mm. Yeah, I had like to lock my daughter and my two dogs up, like, y'all leave me alone and everything. <laughs> Maybe he just sensed that I like dogs and needed to hear from him. He needed to make his presence known. He did. I love it. I love it. So go, to go back and answer your question, um, it, the market was kind of demanding steamier stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept, you know, trying to outdo myself and see what would sell better. And, and the steamier I wrote, the, the the more my sales went up. So it was just kind of a natural thing. But then I got a little burned out doing it and, and kind of wanted some... Um, I guess palate cleansers is the best way to yep, say it. So I thought, perfect. you know, I'll write some sweet romance that doesn't have any sex in it. Or I would write, try to write some, um, I didn't necessarily say I wanted to write general fiction or women's fiction. I had story ideas in my head that mm-hmm. were not romance at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt really compelled to write them, you know, and get it out there. And I, and I knew I probably wouldn't have um, a readership for them because I don't think romance readers, there's a lot of crossover for them. Right. And that is bore out really, you know, kind of in the sales, but it felt good to write the stuff and it kind of rejuvenated me to be able to go back and write the romance. So kind of flipping different books in among the steamy romance, mm-hmm. um, I think has helped to maintain my creativity across the board. Well, you write the steamy well, very oh, well. thank you. <laughs> Asher and Hannah are very easy to love. Oh, I'm so glad you liked. Yeah, that was, um, I love that story. I really did. Do you have a favorite book or couple that you've written? Yeah, so this is going to be so weird. My my favorite books that I've written have been non-romance, believe it or not. Really? Um, yeah, my, my, my two books, um, Atticus, which is really based strongly on my own dog, um, and the hard to think about sunshine, yeah, are um, my two favorite books I've written, and I think that'll be hard to top. But um, I do definitely have favorite couples that I've written over time. But yeah, it's just kind of weird that my favorite books aren't actually my romance ones. I kind of love that. I kind of do too, because you know, when I first started writing romance, I mean, it was such a joke among my family and friends because I'm like the least romantic person in the world. (laughs) Really? Yeah, like, you know, you give me flowers and I'm like, why? They're going to die. (laughs) You know, for whatever reason, I think I have the ability to write it, but I don't always practice, I guess, what I write in that stuff. Do you feel like most of your heroines are similar where they're a little tougher and yeah you know that's a really good question I think um I had to say that there was one thing that defines my writing is my heroines are really strong characters mm-hmm. and I have tried and tried to have some heroines that have um you know had some you know maybe they were a little bit meeker or unsure of themselves or needed some direction in life or needed and just needed things and and I just can't do it i yeah. they just end up morphing into this really strong incredibly um independent heroine that really doesn't need the even stronger alpha male mm-hmm. and i don't know why that is i just can't seem to write anything different yeah i think it's what's great about your books and i 
now I know in researching you, I have so much to catch up on because I had no idea you'd written over 30. Oh, you know what? That's even has to be updated. I think I'm like at 56 now. I know. I know. I I just told my assistant the other day, I was like, we've got to update the bio and we need to put make it more generic so we don't have to keep updating it. <laughs> How have you done that? So since 2013, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. What is your secret? I, I Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, if I knew, I would gladly share it. I, I will say this. I, I tell everybody that, um, you know, my background before I became a writer is I was a trial lawyer and I spent yes. a lot of time in the courtroom in jury trials. I mean, I would Which try. I'm so intrigued by. Oh, well, thanks. I, I, I wish I could tell it was more exciting than what I did with that But, you know, I would uh, constantly in front of juries telling stories and trying to get them to see things my way. And I even went to... Um, this trial lawyers college out in Wyoming that was put on by famed trial lawyer Jerry Spence. And he really teaches you how to, you know, get jurors into your shoes so they understand what your story is and they can empathize and they can relate. And then when you're doing that in front of a jury, it's all like live, it's like lifetime. You don't, you think mm -hmm. fast on your feet and you might have to change your story to, to meet the facts that came into evidence. And, and so right. I've, I've, I think I've been a good storyteller because of that. And it just seemed to translate very quickly onto paper for me. And that's what I don't know mm. the secret is. I, I do think I've got a really good, um, I've been trained to tell stories, yeah. but I think turning that into um, fiction and putting on paper, it really comes out so, so fast. Um, God help mm. me if I ever get uh, writer's block or something like that. But yeah, yeah. so um, I, I'm just really blessed to be able to crank it out pretty quick. You are. Do you write every day? I don't. I I work every day. Okay. So it may be that I might fiddle with a chapter or two, or it may be that I am doing graphic teasers for an upcoming release. Um, it could be mm -hmm. something like that. I, I am a procrastinator um, mm -hmm. from hell. I mean, I did it when I was a lawyer. I'd be the type that was working on my opening statements at like three o'clock in the morning of jury selection. <laughs> and I'm the same way. If I get close to a deadline, I, I start cranking it out really, really fast. Hmm. But I do, I work seven days a week to some extent. It may not be all day, may just be a couple hours, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a couple hours at night after my daughter goes to sleep, something like that. But yeah. Would you do another career besides a lawyer if you weren't writing or would you go back to that? I don't want to go back to it. I feel like I'm done. I was getting some burnout um, because not only I practiced 16 years, but prior to that, I I never worked another job except in a law firm. I've been working in a law firm since I was 15 years old. So by the time wow. I backed away, it, it had already been 29 years that I had been doing something in the legal field. Man. Um, and I was really, really getting some burnout. So I hope this author thing kind of sticks around. <laughs> I had jury duty a couple months ago and man, just doing that, I think I did it five days or so. Right. It was exhausting. My brain was so tired when I got home. I can't imagine being the lawyer. I'm actually jealous of you. I'm mean, like, one of my, my things I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to sit on a jury because I want to know what goes on behind those closed doors. Oh, it's the yeah. one thing you know, lawyers want to know is, is really what makes y'all tick and, and, mm -hmm. you know, what are the dynamics back there and, and things like that. And, and I've been called for jury duty a couple of times, but I've always been kicked off once they find out 
you know, I've been a lawyer. Yeah. Nobody wants me to sit on their job. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I didn't want to do it. And then once I was on, it was amazing. Yeah. And I was obsessed with everything I could get my hands on between books and podcasts and everything jury and trial related. Very after. cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they say it's the best system in the world. And I guess I'm just going to have to go with that because I don't really know what the other systems are like. But it's still also incredibly scary. It is. The things that 12 jurors can agree on yes. that are often not even the right answer. I mean, I, I'm talking about people that are wrongfully convicted of things. It's just right. terrifying. It is. <laughs> you know, oh, my word. It, it really, really is. Have yeah. you listened to the podcast about Curtis Flowers? No, I'm writing this down. Oh, my word. Oh. What is this? Um, let me figure out which podcast it is, but I first of all, I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> which I'm not a big crier, so it, it shook me up so bad. Was it a wrongful conviction case? It's in the dark. I've heard of it. I know exactly what you're talking about now. So I've heard other people talk about that. Season two. Okay. Oh, my word. I would be so interested to know what you thought I about will check that, that out. Um, like, did you watch Making of a Murderer on Netflix? I didn't, but I have to. If, if you've got an interest in that, I think it would hit you. But it, again, it's terrifying. It is terrifying oh. that um, police will go to lengths to yes. try to get that convict. They'll, they'll yes. plant evidence. And I mean, it's, it's, oh God, it's so scary. <laughs> yeah, it is terrifying. And that's what stuck with me about Curtis Flowers. It feels like that kind of thing. And oh, it just, it killed me, killed me. Yeah, I think if I had to go back and, and work, you know, in the area of law, it would definitely be in the area of something like innocence projects or something like that, that help mm -hmm. exonerate people. Um, there's just too many of them yeah. out there that are wrongfully convicted. It must be so hard to not take that home with you too. Oh God. Just, yeah. Just I know. turn it off. It's hard. Incredibly hard. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, the stories you write too. Sometimes, yeah. you know, that we'll have them that touch us, you know, really deeply. It's hard to, to, to separate yourself from that too sometimes. So true. Let's do a fast five. You got it. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Is bacon an acceptable answer for all five? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. You would be best friends with my son. <laughs> I love it. He would agree that bacon is acceptable for anything. <laughs> Well, tell me, what is your favorite female name? Uh, Parker. Okay. Not bacon. Okay. No bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Ideal date night. Oh, God. Uh, nice dinner. Okay. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Last movie you love? Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. You gotta go. Favorite age? <laughs> oh, my God. Um. I'm going to say 49. Okay. I love Because that's how old I am, and I'm having a damn good year, damn good life. I love that. What are you most looking forward to in 2019? This is not a Fast Five. It's just I want to know. Oh, you know, um, I wish I could tell you there was one particular thing. I, I look forward to, as a mom, I'm sure you, you know, I look forward to seeing what my daughter does this year. I mean, the changes that are going to yeah. occur because they happen so rapidly as they grow up. And, it does. Um, you know, it's scary and sad, but at the same time, I just love every day she does something different or, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. She's growing up. She's doing that. Uh, how old is she? She will be five at the end of January. 
Oh, yeah. that's so amazing. Yeah, and she's she is so hilarious. Oh my god, she is makes me she? laugh. Oh god, she's so funny. So yeah, just looking forward to her in 2019. Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Oh, oh, we're we sing? We do. <laughs> I was thinking of Happy by Pharrell Williams. Do you know that one? Yeah, it's one of the songs my um daughter uh oh. when she was younger she would just listen to repetitively oh that's perfect then all okay, right let's do are it. you singing with me yes i'm a horrible totally. singer but i'm not shy about it perfect <laughs> just to anybody who listens to this my apologies it's gonna be amazing awesome okay let's go clap along if, if you feel like a room without a roof Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. Because I'm happy. Not classically, nope, nope, nope. You're a great I do boy. Sing. Oh, thank you. I love it. Yeah, so the funny I told you I went to that um trial lawyers college in Wyoming and and I like this was happened after I like was out of law school for only two years. So I was a baby attorney. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And um one of the things they do to kind of break you out of your shell and and not be afraid to get up is that you have to get up and sing in front of the entire college. Oh. And I, I mean, I, and I was, and you have to volunteer. So everybody did it a different day. And oh, I obviously kept waiting and waiting and waiting. I was the very last person to go. And I was, it was the scariest thing <laughs> I have ever done in my entire, <laughs> entire life. I'm not, I'm not making that up. And, um, and I didn't know any songs that I like knew all the words to either. The only song I knew was the Marine Corps hymn because my dad was a Marine and that was one thing you had to learn. You had to know the words to that song. How does and that so go? I finally got up there and you had to get up on top of this picnic table and stand up in front of everybody and sing. Oh. And I was so lucky. Three of the other professors there were former Marines. So anytime Perfect. they hear a song, they're going to get up and sing with me. So I actually nice. had three backup singers. Uh, <laughs> I broke my fear. I was never afraid to sing in front of anybody. Oh, that's so good. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. I feel like if you can do closing arguments, you can do anything. Well, after that, like I said, it just it wasn't very nerve wracking to get up and talk in front of strangers or even get yeah. up and talk at, you know, conventions or things like that. It really, really did help me a lot. It was it was pretty incredible, but boy was I scared. <laughs> Oh, that was great thinking on your feet with the Marines. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this today. This was fun. I'm so happy and honored you asked me. And I hope your year is magnificent. Yours as well. I can't wait to see what you do next. Awesome. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Thanks, Willow, so much. Have a thank great night, you. okay? You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you will subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends. 